Hi, Greg. Hey. Okay, do I sound any better on this than I normally do? Wow. You... <laughs> you sound like just the the voice of Barry White reincarnated. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can figure out how to work Skype here. See right. if I can get our our guest star. If they'll answer or not. Hello. Hey. All right. Uh, you ready to record? <laughs> Wait. You got to give me a creative brief here. There is no creative brief. We get on here. <laughs> no. We talk like assholes. Are we? Are we being recorded? And I was going to say. Um, I was just going to say, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing with this everything and this virus and oh, whatever? It's, it's, it's just fantastic. I mean, you know, being at home with those that I love, uh, trying <laughs> not to murder anybody uh, has never been more of a struggle than it has over the last <laughs> six weeks. So, um, yeah, how are you holding up? Well, at least in a nice place, weather-wise and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I can't complain about that, but nobody wants to really be outside in it because there's nowhere to go or anything to do, and then it feels weirder to be outside being weird around people. <coughs> so everyone yep. just hangs inside like cavemen and stuff. <laughs> well, you are in Florida, so, you know. I got in trouble at the grocery store today because I, I usually go to the Whole Foods around the corner. Okay. Which only mean, the only reason I'm saying that is because the big you know grocery store in here is Publix, right? Mm-hmm. And I went into a Publix today, so it's been a while since I've been into the Publix brand of grocery store. And they have usually one that same door is the in and out. There's not like a separate one, but they made it that way. And the signage was really tiny, so I got all the way in through the lobby little area and stepping like one more step to get into the store. And like four Publix employees like assaulted me out of nowhere because I went in the wrong way. And they made me go back out and come back in the right way just to end up right where I'd just been. But they wouldn't let me just kind of go. And then some crazy old lady was all the way down an aisle halfway and starts screaming because I started coming down her aisle. She wanted to be in it all by herself. So I kind of freaked out about Screaming Old Lady and went down a different aisle and found out that they have one-way aisles. And I was going the wrong way down the one way. So it was like the worst disaster of a, like, just trying to get some fucking groceries today. It's, it's funny that you said you normally go to Whole Foods, and this time it was the Publix, because that sounds like typical Whole Foods behavior. Um. To put one-way aisles? <laughs> No, to have people freaking out about every little thing. Oh, for sure. But this was just a typical... I mean, this old lady would freak out no matter what's going on, but she literally was yelling because I was coming on the aisle. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I just want to go home. And then I had to... I was waiting in line to pick up something, but the, the since they have everybody spaced out, where I was standing was in the way of everybody trying to leave after getting their groceries. So I was getting, like pushed around and I finally just left it was you know it's and people are past and like, people at work at stores and I don't blame them but instead of before how people were a little bit quiet and a little bit nice and polite and stuff oh no they're not like that anymore 
the store employees, like, they've turned into, like, really, like, rabid TSA agents. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I have a really good friend who has been going through uh, med school. So she's been a nurse for the last, whatever, six, seven years. And she's been going to night school to become a doctor. She just recently finished all of her classwork and was one of these that was in the situation of um, not being able to have a commencement or anything like that. So um, stuck in all of that. But in her time of working at the hospital, uh, what she has told me has been like, obviously everything is, you know, a little scary right now and uncertain Mm -hmm. because of the COVID stuff. But the greatest part of her job right now is the fact that she can basically tell all of the normal lunatics that come in that think that they have something wrong with them that don't (laughs) actually to be like, go the fuck home. There is no reason for you to be here. (laughs) Like get the fuck out of my hospital. We need to make sure that we have space for people that are actually sick and they (laughs) actually have like the ability you know, in so many words, she's not literally yeah. telling people to fuck off, but right. Well, I don't. Know, I as close don't as you blame can her. Get where um, it's it's kind of freeing in that way of we have sure, I bet. bigger things to worry about here. So, but no, I can't. I mean, I I worked retail for years after I I got out of high school and working my way through college and stuff like that, and so. It's like I, uh, I could barely take it when there wasn't a pandemic. I can't even imagine what these guys are going through now. Oh my god! For two and a half years, when I was in college, I worked at Hertz Car Rental in the Minneapolis airport, and that was the most public population gen pop I ever wanted to see again in my life. I saw everything. I heard everything. I saw the weirdest shit. (laughs) So many things. I mean, I, I saw sad things. I saw you know happy things I, I i helped old people go to the bathroom i mean everything you can think of i mean let's be fair mostly sad things because you know it's a car rental thing at an airport well back when i was there though you gotta remember that they when we we don't pay attention because when you live and fly in and out of minneapolis you don't pay attention where all the rental things are and they've changed so many times but when i worked there it was right across from the baggage claim so you saw so much, and it was before they shut the airport down, like Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and all that. So it was all during that time I worked there. So I saw so many weird things. It's real. I mean, super strange shit. All kinds of weird celebrities, too. People that came in that thought they were hot shit, and nobody recognized them, and they'd have fits in the airport. <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, my God, my favorite was when a bus would go underneath that front part, and it didn't make the height thing right and you would get stuck and you'd hear it crash that happened a couple times a year <laughs> i got to be such a weirdo that's what i look forward to i don't know i'm just were, picturing like james so franco bad. like people having a temper so tantrum oh but people are just brutal i mean they are like i learned like fast how rotten people could be working there you know like just customers and everything that's working in retail will do that. Well, working sure. anywhere Anything. where you deal with the public. Of course. And I think everyone should have to do it at least once in their life for a span of time enough where the cuteness wears off. 
Well, are we going to do this thing, this podcast? We're doing it. What do you think's happening right now? This is podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the show is in the show. Hey, I for for anyone, cut it at a certain point, and then like, hey, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about all the quarantine dudes sending wanting to you know, like, you know, hit you up for sending dick pics. So for anyone just joining us, uh, we have a special guest star with us today, uh, Becky from the uh, Sir Mix-A-Lot song fame, um, and she has just realized that she is on a podcast. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm in an episode of Clerks or those guys, Kevin Smith and what was his other buddy name? Jason, Jason Muse, yeah. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Those guys are hilarious from way back. That's we are exactly like that in that I am overweight and prone to wear a coat. And um well that's about it. We're not funny. So mm-hmm. wait, maybe no. then you guys are more like the old dudes in the balcony on the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> if if we ever that? have to go if we ever have to go through some sort of rebranding or changing of the logo or something like that that is absolutely what we should go with because that perfectly describes <laughs> well, what were I their do names? feel like, like that Musket and Weasel or what were their names they had like Wilton and Francis or something something like that there's going to be somebody listening to that this that's going to just be screaming into you know their airpods at this very moment going you idiots it's yeah well you guys could pull it off with your actual real names but then you're revealing who you actually are unless you guys already do that oh see we actually are us yeah 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 it's greg and ron here with you every week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I got a question for you guys. Since you've probably been taking in a lot of streaming of television and whatnot, have you seen the Netflix doc? I think it's Netflix documentary called Circus of Books. No, never so heard of it. You're we were just I'm talking making... last episode about um, Greg was running out of things to to watch and stream. So this would be a good thing to dive into. Well, I wouldn't say it's like super like exciting. However, the whole premise is is this um they they take the story, this documentary, back to like the sixties and seventies. I think it was San Francisco or LA, I can't remember. Um, I think it's San Fran, but it was the kind of the big height of kind of the gay movement or there was a lot of things that were going on and protesting and just crazy bad stuff a little bit. But these this white, totally white Jewish couple either live there or move there. I don't know. But they end up buying a store front property and turn it into, it was called um, Book of Circus or something like that. And they said, well, let's just switch it around. Call it Circus of Books, Book Circus, whatever. And it was a hardcore gay men, you know, bookstore. And there is this whole family, these three or four kids or whatever, you know, and this whole lifestyle. And they're like, yeah, we're just a normal family. But, you know, our parents on this hard and they're straight, hardcore gay, male gay. I know you guys are like, holy crap, don't hold me back from wanting to watch it. No, this is like that's fitting yeah, right that's exactly right up our alley. 
it's just kind of weird because it's a really weird dichotomy. It's I don't know. I mean, I watched Tiger King, so if that gives you any benchmark of where my brain has been lately. That is something that we have not embarked on. And I'm, oh I'm, my not, God. I'm not speaking I, okay. of Greg and myself. I'm I'm speaking of the wife and, and me. We, we just have not. It, it, there, there was that moment in time, right, where everybody was passing it around right when it came out and was like, oh, my God, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Oh, let's talk about this. And nope, just just couldn't do it. It's it's worth it. Because after a while, the guy's so bizarre, you cannot wait to see the next weird thing he does. And he films everything on his own. I mean, he, he thinks he's his own reality show or it, somebody will like it someday. Well, it kind of backfired against him because every weird-ass thing this guy did is caught on film. So this documentary was super easy. But it's yeah. this guy's crazy weird. And living in Florida makes me wonder, you know, like, who's the next Tiger King weirdo I'm going to run into? Because there's plenty of freak shows down here. Well, I mean, it is the state that is flo- uh, famous for having its own man. I mean, the Florida <laughs> man. So, I that. mean, it's the only place in the world where I've ever seen them need to put up a sign that says "Don't molest the alligators." Oh my god! And you I, you know, I, like I assume that that's Jeb Bush's fault because who else would be doing it? But yeah, I don't know. Maybe Jeffrey Epstein. There. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I think he's only into underage alligators, but you never know. (laughs) The ones that are still in the leathery little sack and unhatched, (laughs) squirming around, crying to be released. Leathery little sack. (laughs) Egg. They're things. Okay, before before we jump into uh, your leathery little sack and, and your COVID uh, <laughs> dick pics here, um, I did see and and uh, Ron, I'm not sure if you saw this, but it looks like we did get a couple of fans popping up on our Twitter. Uh, so Quinn Fleming and Ruby Gifford, I have no idea what is wrong with you that got you to searching the internet for massive sweaty underboob, but <laughs> thank you for the follow. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Is that a real thing you just said? Got it. Got to shout out our fans. Oh my God. How many fans do you guys have? Uh, by my count right now, too. Oh, sweet. So, <laughs> I'm your first Ruby. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what you have to watch? Um, this is, oh, my God. What was that? Those two old yelling guys. Have you guys heard about this? So, back in, Are you like, going back to the Muppets another... thing? No. This was like back in San Francisco or New York. I don't know, but it was like the 60s or 70s. And these two guys were roommates or friends or something. And they had some recording equipment. They always hear these neighbors who were yelling, these two old guys, and they're hammered, like super bad hammered. And then they're just, oh, shut up, old man, little man, shut up, little man. And it became like this thing. So they record this real. 
And there was like a, an underground thing of people that used to collect weird recordings of stuff like all over the world. And so back then, you know, people were getting it on vinyl or, the, you know, eight track or whatever real, real stuff, whatever was going on back then, and no matter how people could get it, cassette tapes. And this particular two yelling old guys became like this huge cult following underground. There's plays all over Broadway, all over the world where they're actually the recordings playing and then the two actors are just, you know, lip syncing. And it's, it's in comic books. It's everywhere. Well, this, this documentary guy decides, I want to go find these real dudes. He tracks them down. And then, <laughs> oh, my God, it's just it's really interesting. There's a lot of weird ass people out there. And this is what I'm discovering even more so with this quarantine. I mean, I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, I thought we were the weird-ass people, but you're, uh, I guess it's Florida bringing it out in you. Oh, my God. Well, I'd rather be quarantining down here than in a cold place with snow. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Luckily, our cold place doesn't have snow anymore, although we did as of a couple weeks ago, so... It's uh, it at least it's not the dead of winter. Um, we we've talked about that several times. Where it if this was the middle of December and we were going through this right now, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to have all the offices shut down around the holiday time and everything. But the ability to at least still get out and have a walk or you know doing something in the yard or you know, anything like that to at least kind of break up things a little bit. Yeah. Have you been catching any good Pokemon buddies there? Pokemon buddies. Um, yeah, I got a, got a shiny Eevee the other day. I'm sure everyone is super excited for that. (laughs) Hey, I think my dogs are turning into Pokemon guys. Seriously. You gotta watch out. They start trying to electrocute you. No, I haven't had anything like that happen. Uh, I was just picturing Siggy, like, standing above the bathtub holding the toaster, you know? Oh, my God. I'm Pikachu. A dog that would go crazy would probably be him because he's so cute, you know, and he's like (laughs) evil little vampire. Greg, I did not realize that you had uh, a fascination for Pokemon. I thought that one of your only vices was furries. Oh, <laughs> furries? Who are you talking about? Oh, I'm... I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> that was about perfect right there. Yeah, you know, that one guy that's got that epileptic problem. <laughs> Yeah, that one fun you guys have. Furries, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <sighs> this is coming from the guy with like the world's biggest collection of clown porn. So I'm not uh, <laughs> clown porn. It's all just it's like like uh, bozo and and uh, you know. He's got some Pee Wee Herman outtake reels. I don't know what's up with this guy. Wow. Somehow we remain friends. Yeah. Well, the 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 Polaroids are the most authentic 
because um, it, it just gives it that real feeling. Um, so th- those have a special place in my heart for sure. That's I can I can feel that you know it's like it's a collector's thing. Like, did you get them to autograph them? Because you might be able to sell that for. I mean, it depends on what you mean by autograph. If you mean by, you know, end up splooging over half of them, sure. It's a well, I mean, there's again. there's someone on the internet that'll pay for it. That's very true. But how how do you, you know, it's like those old MasterCard commercials. It, it's priceless. <laughs> we have gone... All, all, we're we're like twenty minutes in, and we are already down into a set of weeds that Becky is like, I want no part of this. <laughs> I, I, I know I mean, we invite her on, you know, and then just I, chaos. I, I, suggest, I suggested the topic because I'm kind of overwhelmed and find it really interesting that people are um, getting all, you know like sexting like vibes going on you know like people guys are like all of a sudden like guys i would never you know want any kind of a relationship with but they're coming out like old i mean even old boyfriends i can understand that maybe a little bit because they're single and they know i'm single whatever like hey maybe we can you know go down that path again because it kind of zeroes out right but you get these solicitations like feeling me out like you want to see a picture of my dick? Or do you just get them? Just boom, just like right, right in the so right in the inbox, right, it's right in the keep happening. It's gonna keep happening. So whatever, that is what it is. So I think because you're both guys, you should really reach out to your fellow gentlemen and give them some tips on, you know, a better way to present that sort of stuff if they're gonna do it. We're talking about like like lighting and, and, you know, like, like the backdrop and stuff. Exactly. And don't, you know, and you don't want to send like a flaccid one, really, probably not. I mean, not like just like standing there, like you just woke up and you're hanging there in the bathroom in the morning or something. You know, it's like, wow, that's great. Like, you know. So this is not a conversation about how this should not happen. This is a conversation about how if you're going to do it, do it right. Exactly. Because you can't it. stop it. So why <laughs> even fight it? But so at least just, yeah, just you don't have to do like a Robert Maplethorpe type of thing, but at least make it look better for sure. Well, you guys, and, and also, you heard it here. Sure Becky wants all also, your dick pics. Yes, so and also, send them. we see what kind of underwear you're wearing, if you're wearing them, and if you've got anything in the background, anything weird, like anything, and if it's, a, it's like a bathroom shot, don't have all your weird, like, products in the picture. And clean like, the sink. Yeah, clean clean the toilet before you yes, before you get rid of any and toothpaste you... spit off the mirror, because you're going to get a reflection in there. We, girls don't want to see slob. Slobby guys. This is it's it's the classic messy bedroom conundrum. It's the the Reddit, you know, uh, gone wild messy bedroom. You know, you can't you yeah. can't look at the nudies when when the mirror's all dirty and there's clothes all over the floor. Well, girls don't look at everything. We don't just look at the thing.
you know, like guys wouldn't care. They're like, oh, look, I got a boob. You know, like that's cool. Like it's just a boob, right? They have a preference, but a boob is a boob. Girls aren't like that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that's true to a certain extent. I mean, you know, when you're when you're younger, uh, you know, say in your twenties, uh, you know, you look at it and you say, "Great boobs," and that's you know, that's as much as you're thinking about. Um, you know, but when you get a little bit older, you start thinking, "Great boobs." And, you know, why is your room a disgusting mess? Has no one taught you how to clean? But also boobs. So, you know. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Ron? This, uh, Greg, this seems to be a, a, a thing that carries on through other parts of your life. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of, I don't know, maybe current living situations and <laughs> the state of the, the mess. It, it if I'm looking at any pictures, I, I I'm not I'm not giving a shit. I, I don't care. Like go ahead. Be as messy as you want it to be. I'm I'm never meeting any of you anyway, so what does it matter? No, so you've me. just like you've let the, the fantasy just completely die. Oh yeah. Like like you're just no, it's never gonna happen, so it doesn't matter. You're not oh. like even entertaining it. My fantasy died. I mean, what, 12 and a half years ago? I mean, let's, well, let's be honest there. Did there. Baywatch go off the TV? Oh, no, Baywatch didn't go off. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I got that infamous phone call of, uh, hey, we need to have a talk. Oh, I'm pregnant? Yeah. Oh. So. I've never been a part of one of those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well. But I wouldn't want to be. Nope, consider yourself lucky. Oh. <sighs> So here I am, 12 and a half years later, and two children later, and uh, yeah, there, there's uh, there's no need to be, uh, you know, nitpicking over details of what's in the background. Um, Unlike Greg, okay. who just maintains his high standards to this day. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's all about cable management, I'll say that. <laughs> That is a term that I haven't heard. <laughs> so, a so of these years are since we were these in the are same things that just <laughs> like this just happens. Like you're just like you're going about your day, right? You're at Publix getting yelled at by some crazy old lady, and your phone dings, and you're like, "Boom, dick pic." Yep, it's kind of like that. That's kind of yeah. That's pretty much the gist of it. How does now? Okay, so I am not one that is, is squeamish, uh, at all about porn or, or any of these topics. But I also have never thought to myself, you know how I'm going to impress this person? I am just going to out of the blue, completely unsolicited, send them dick pics. Never thought that never once in my life. Yeah. There's a certain type of guy that's into that for sure. And, and, and how would you describe this type of guy? Well, they're usually pretty full of themselves. Usually. But you can't tell from the outside. But you know, once that starts happening, that something else is going on. So there aren't really, I mean, you'd be surprised. Sometimes you wouldn't think that a guy would be that type. And they turn out to be. And they're usually the ones that photograph it the worst. 
so so we're not talking about like art school kids here. We're you know they, they these are guys that like uh, maybe are into banking or something with absolutely no creative outlet. <laughs> well, they certainly know what they like. There's no doubt about it, but it's interesting how when it's it's kind of like reflected back on themselves, it's it's a totally different thing going on. You know, so they they might like Porsche, for example, but in reality, the brand that they're projecting is more like a Honda CRX from 1984. All right. <laughs> Guys, make sure you scrape the rust off your bumper before you start snapping those specs. You know what I mean? This is some great okay. advice here. So with, with with this particular method then, what what is the success rate? I mean, is it like oh. like like a 50%, like a 30%? I mean Well, I would say the guy will up his chances of getting a at least a better response if he just does a few things to make it better. Like, uh, like, you know, go get uh, a waxing and, and. Well, you don't even have to show that much, you know, it could be really subtle. So this isn't like a, like a full on, you know, it's, it's uh, the, uh, the Eiffel tower here. Uh, or maybe more the Leaning Tower of Pisa, depending on who, but, you know. Oh uh, a little more like what Calvin Klein would shoot the models, more like that. I was going to say, are we talking like an Anthony Weiner situation here? Where it's no, like, no one like... likes that. <laughs> so that's why I got leaked out, because everybody, all the girls were like, what the hell? Pass it around. Well, see, now I'm trying to figure out what is the what is the the proper framing for this, you know, like, like, okay, the bathroom is not the proper framing for it. But I imagine you need some kind of mirror. I mean, unless you're using your front facing camera and let's face it, if you're doing this, you want HD. So you're using your back facing camera. Right. (laughs) Um, So you're going to need some kind of mirror uh, in order to do this. But then, like, where where do you crop, right? I mean, do do we just kind of have have the head peeking out, or uh, you know, do you go like the full thing all the way down? Is is the well, taint you know, play? girls don't mind a little bit left up to imagination, you know. I mean, depending on how far you are in the relationship with that person, but out of the gate, you don't want to go full on everything. So we're talking. And girls a, don't really care literal about literal cock tease here. No. And girls don't I mean, really care about balls that much, so don't get excited about that. I don't know. I guess my my method has always been just you know kind of going and club them with it, and, oh, and yeah, see what happens. Works. But you know, that works. <laughs> that that sounds exactly like a Greg philosophy right there. That's what he's not telling you. Is that's how me and Ron met. <laughs> This episode of Eat a Bag of Dicks is brought to you by, well, us. Hi everybody, it's Ron here. Look, getting a new show up and off the ground is not easy. We don't have any real sponsors at this point, but it still doesn't hurt to throw in a little shameless self-promotion. Greg and I have no plan to kid ourselves into turning this stuff into a full-time gig, but 
there are still costs associated with getting this podcast and the other stuff we're going to do off the ground. Wait, what's that you say, Ron? Other stuff? You bet your sweet ass there's going to be more. But at this point, you can interact with us on most of the different media platforms at Eat a Bag Podcast. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. We have a dedicated subreddit, a Discord, eatabagpodcast.com, or plain old email, eatabagpodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you that are the most generous of all, we've set up a Patreon at patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast to help support the costs of hosting and publishing the show. And the other stuff coming in the future, too, of course. Once again, that's patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast. Thanks again to, well, us for sponsoring our own show. Now, back to it. Okay, okay. So so what really, what is the etiquette then? Like, well, I think, like I said, I think a girl would rather be a little more subtle if they're going to be like teasing. But I don't think like when a guy's sitting around in quarantine and he's drinking too many scotches or beer or whatever the hell he drinks. And decides, hey, I think this girl's hot. I want to go send her a picture of my junk. That's not the right time to be making those decisions either. That's true. I, you know, I mean, I give. I guess some people make those kinds of decisions. I sit around and drink too much whiskey, and uh, we decide to make a podcast. So, I, you know, I guess to each their own. But <laughs> obviously, the best decisions are made <laughs> with half a bottle of whiskey in you. <laughs> Oh, no, that's debatable. Although I've never had a half a bottle of whiskey in me before, I would probably be dead. Well, you are what, like 90 pounds soaking wet, so. Well, that doesn't matter. There's just something about brown liquor. I don't know what it is. It just makes you feel really drunk really fast. Well, you're, I mean, you're a girl, so you're into tequila, because that's no, a girl thing. I'm, just a, I'm a boring vodka drinker. I even drink Tito's. Apparently, that's not a, a fancy vodka, but I like it. I, I mean, I as long as you're not vodka. buying, like, the Kharkov in the plastic bottle, you know. Oh, my God. Or Phillips. I was, I was going to yes, say, there is Tito's, bad vodka for Tito's sure. is, is not the most fancy vodka. You know, yeah, you're right, but there are way less fancy vodkas than Tito's. I'm not going to judge you for that. By any oh, means. God, no. I have some uh, friends back in Minneapolis that started a distillery. And, you know, supporting friends that got onto the distillery and this and that. Well, you know, he started to really do really well with it. And locally anyway, and a lot of restaurants were coming to him and asking him to do special mixes for them or, you know, blends of, you know, like flavored vodkas and whatnot. And then he, he was doing other kinds of whisk, uh, liquors, too. But we thought it'd be fun to rent a limo and go to Moscow on the Hill in St. Paul, because that was one of his first big clients that he had to make vodka for. And he called him ahead of time and said, I'm going to have a limo of my friends. Ten of us are going to show up and we just want to come and we're going to pub crawl with the limos all the way back to Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. We barely crawled out of that Russian restaurant because they were pouring all kinds of vodka and taste testing. And I don't know what this stuff was because none of it had labels on it. So it was like smuggled over from the old, you know, Serbian country. 
and this stuff didn't even taste. It was so smooth. It was like water. So Tito's taste compared to that, like drinking Listerine. But after the, as many vodkas as we all had, everything tasted the same. I believe it. I think there was a White Castle involved at one point that night. Oh, man. She got to White Castle drunk. Well, all the way to Minneapolis. I was in downtown, so there's that one in Northeast. That's, oh, I don't think I've been wait, White Castle not... drunk since college. I mean... But you don't know Minneapolis, so I'm talking about like you were living in downtown. Sure, sure. Oh, my God. We had uh... too many drunken evenings leaving, down, leaving downtown and taken before ca- uber was around taking cabs over to the white castle to get the, a fish with the white <laughs> castle over on lake street is that the one no no not um, that one. In northeast you know where um northeast minneapolis where nyes used to be and all that kind of neighborhood mm-hmm. yep there's yep. one there at university okay yep more more often than not we would end up um it, it, at the one on Lake Street because we'd be oh, somewhere Oh, yeah, so you were in Uptown. Yeah, either, yeah, uh, Uptown or somewhere South Minneapolis was oh, I, typically, I totally especially, about. Uh, especially like, uh, Greg and I worked at a technology company on the south side of the city, and uh, we had all, there were a number of people that lived in, in that area because it was close to the particular mall uh, location, so uh, we would definitely end up end up at a, at a white castle <clears throat> white castle evening. So, since you guys are up in that bold north, have you ever been to a place called Mall of America? You mean the uh, the Mall of America owned by Canadians? That Mall of America, the big famous mall. Never been there. <laughs> is it true? Is it really big? Been past it. Um, let's let's say um, it's it's bigger than the last picture that showed up in your inbox. <laughs> oh, perfect. That tells me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Are there people breaking into that? that big mall during this quarantine time and having big parties in there. So when they open it back up again, it's going to be like this crazy, like takeover, like the Amazon jungle or something. I don't know. I mean, I guess I haven't heard anything, but I I can only also, I mean, yeah, I hope so too. I just, I can't, I don't follow the news really anymore because I can't, I can't, with all this Trump stuff, like I just can't. Oh God, yeah. Well, it's depressing. It's not fun. I, I just I don't know why Elon Musk won't just lend me a rocket <laughs> take care of all of this. But no, he refuses to even acknowledge me or answer my friend requests on Twitter. So, well, he's busy making alien babies. Alien babies. Yeah. Like Suppose. like his wife is an alien or like he's genetically his girlfriends is making them? Or? But they're alien. They talk about it. Ah. Okay. She's that, okay. She's that singer, pop singer. Um, 
oh shoot what's her name she's got cool music grimes have you heard of her grimes sounds like something that would be in like uh like a like an old Todd McFarlane comic book. Like he would be the cop or something. Well, she's kind of weird and I bet you'd find her kind of sexy, but she's been dating Elon Musk and she's probably pregnant with his kid and they call it their alien kid and whatever. Well, I mean, if, if someone is dating Elon Musk uh, and, and for more than just his money, then I guess there's hope for the rest of us. <laughs> Yeah, it also would not surprise me that they would refer to it as an alien. I mean, you just look at Elon. I mean, of course, he definitely got dropped off by the UFOs. And, like, it's part of the whole reason why he wants to go to Mars. He wants to get back to his own kind. (laughs) You know, you say that, and, and we mock this quarantine, but I would be on the first rocket to Mars happily. Anything that gets me as far away from Donald Trump as possible, like I'm just strap me in a rocket, point me at like Andromeda and shoot and I'm gone. (laughs) Why don't you just put him in the rocket and send him there instead of you going there and leaving the rest of us alone without your humor and podcasts? Well, if you would listen to our podcast, then you would know that I want to put Trump in a rocket and shoot him into the sun. But, well, I, I heard mm-hmm, you guys mm-hmm. arguing about RSS feeds or something. Did we argue yep. about RSS feeds? I bet we uh, did. You did. I was probably very drunk in my defense. It was funny because all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, they've been talking about RSS feeds or something for the past five minutes. <laughs> If, if I'm going to be held accountable for remembering everything I get drunk and say, uh, then we're going to have a problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about Ron, but uh, like most of these podcasts, I don't remember <laughs> until he sends me the link. Is he and Ron says, or is he Don? <laughs> he's, he's Ron. And you're Greg. I, but yes, have been my whole life. <laughs> you guys want to know a really fun fact? Which okay. will make this podcast interesting. Well, so something has long, to eventually. A long time ago, when I had a former life a long, long time ago, I got a hold of the Greg Brady guy, Barry Williams' phone number, his real phone number. And I had a lot of times where we would call and we would laugh so much because his voice sounds exactly like it does on the show. So if you're having a bad day, just call up and get Barry Williams' voicemail. It sounds like Greg Brady. How in the world did you get a hold of that number? Well, you know, when the older you get, the more your friends have more and more adult-type jobs. Mm-hmm. One of my friends, good friends, was a uh, agent with Hollywood people and things of that nature and he'd been around long enough and somehow Barry was in a circle of stuff and that's how he got the phone number because he thought Barry was funny too like he's totally this guy of what you know he's probably about I don't know his early 50s mid 50s maybe now but he still thinks he's hot shit Greg Brady you know like he's like literally <laughs> a stuck in time <laughs> oh so it's funny 
And did you did you ever actually talk to him, or was yes. it always just the voicemail? Oh, yes. oh, okay. Yeah, oh yeah. And then my friends would always grab my phone and call him from my phone. And one night, I got a call from New York or something, and I picked it up, and it was his manager bitching me out for calling him. And they started asking me all these questions, and I just said, he goes, where'd you meet him? I go, he gave me his phone number. He goes, where'd you meet him? And I said, L.A. He's like, oh, and then I totally made up some place I'd been before, and at this restaurant, and he's like, oh, well, then that's his problem if he gave you his phone number. Totally talked myself that's... out of that. <laughs> but I still Absolutely. I will call him. Call him. He likes to date Tropicana models and stuff. Coppertone models. It's just like uh, it's like going into some sort of uh, sales meeting or something like that, where you just fake that you 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 fake the confidence and that you actually know what you're talking about, right? Like, where'd you meet him? Well, I met him in L.A. Oh, where in L.A. did you go? Well, we were at, I was at this restaurant and I was walking through and I saw him and I introduced you know it's just like I can just imagine that type of story being made up on the fly and it's just like. <laughs> When when you come out exuding the confidence about it, then they can't really shoot it down because it's like, well, was he ever at that restaurant? I don't know. Probably. All right. I guess I got to take <laughs> take him at their word. You know. I did. I was just really good at you know, like improv. You know. Like you uh... that after a while. And you know what's really, really funny? And I won't name any names, but I have another friend who's actually for famous for real. Well, her husband is, and she's kind of a little bit, but he is really famous. And he's, he does, he also, he's, he does music and stuff too. And we were all in the cab and we had the desire to call and listen to Greg Brady's voice. So we did. And he sang a song on his voicemail. So... Greg Brady doesn't know that a famous musician sang a solo on his voicemail. Because he probably got annoyed and deleted it. So you didn't tell him or anything? Um, we were probably drunk and laughing and saying, ha ha, this is so-and-so. And he's like, yeah, I'm so-and-so. And then he starts singing. Something maybe probably did that. I could see us totally doing that. Sure, and I'm sure but, he know, was, listened to that voicemail and was like, I don't believe this at all. No, because he's too full of himself to even know that there are other famous people. Oh, boy. And more famous <laughs> than himself. Man, she's laying it down. Greg Brady. That's right. Wow. Yep, no holds barred. What do you guys know Greg Brady from? Greg Brady Show, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> right? What else do you know him from? Yep, that's it. Um... And the People making fun of was, the Brady Bunch. Well, my favorite one is when they go to Hawaii and Greg gets possessed by the idol necklace. Oh my gosh. You don't remember that one? He's I, surfing and he falls I, and hits his head and everyone's like, oh my god, he's gonna die. And then I, he goes the, throw the idol back in the volcano or something. So the only reason I remember that one is because on Scrubs they did an episode where no. Turk and JD got the idols, uh, the Tiki Idol necklaces. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm aware of it. <laughs> well, I think Scooby Doo right might have ripped off kind of their own version of it too. Yeah, I grew up in a household where the 
Brady Bunch and Scooby-Doo were staples of of reruns. I I don't remember most of them, but oh. I I am at least culturally aware for sure. So, um well, no, there my, were my jam growing up was more like, you know, things like The Fresh Prince Jake, of Bel-Air. Guess. Oh, I was going to oh, guess a sorry. cartoon, though. Oh, well, no, sure. I was going to guess. Maybe. Okay, you guys are going to have to help me out here. Um, I think it was He-Man and Castle Grayskull. Yes. Was, was that the same show? Like He-Man that's, or Yes. There was, there was and Chira, He-Man Chira? and Castle, Castle Grayskull and... I, I think um, He-Man was played by Kellyanne, or Skeletor was played by Kellyanne Conway, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Wait, what, you There's... guys are that era, right? Is that your era? Ish? That's, oh. uh, no, that, that, was, that was part of the era, sure. You mm-hmm. guys, I'm an old lady because I remember a cartoon that was out with Muhammad Ali on it. He would solve mysteries with kids. One that I mean, wasn't that... him just guesting on Scooby Doo. No, mm-hmm. it was wow. on, on on deal, and that was around the time when the real um. Oh my God, I'm totally spacing on Bill Cosby kid, the Cosby Kid show, whatever the, um, hey hey hey, Fat oh Albert, boy, Fat Albert, Fat yep. Albert. Oh my God, I love that show. I don't. You look back on it now, and you have to question if Cosby wasn't into pedophilia too, but. Well, I never caught on to that, so it was okay for me then. It's pretty G-rated. <clears throat> it's probably racist, bad, I mean, or something. Probably. I mean, I it's it's been a long time since I've seen an episode of Bad Albert. But we had that one kid I'm, in there with the yeah. hat over his face. I think he talked weird. I don't know. It's probably just all bad in all levels. Well, I, I mean... I don't think there's any level you can look at something involving Bill Cosby anymore and, and say that it's on a good level. But yeah. looking looking back at something like that, yeah, I've got to imagine that if, if we looked back at that now with our, our modern lenses, right, um, there, it, there would be so much fucked up shit in there. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, but I mean, hey, that's... it's not the Snorks, so. The Snorks? <laughs> no, you remember the Snorks. They were the, the like, uh, they were the cheap rip-off version of the Smurfs. Did they have the tubes coming out of their heads? Yeah, they lived underwater okay. and, yeah. yeah. I think the kids that were being rebellious about the Smurfs were the ones that are like, okay, I like the Snorks. Or, or you were into those Carebird. Dolls or those Care Bear ki- or hey, what were those things? There's Care Bears, and then there was these, all these little, little stuffed animal characters that were cool that had magic powers. And strawberry Shortcake. See, it's always though for for whatever like major brand, then there's always like the ripoff brand, right? There's there's Transformers and there's GoBots, right? And they're like like the Walmart brand Transformers. Oh, for sure. But, you know, I don't know. If some, some of that stuff you know as a kid, but then a lot of it you don't. Right? Yeah, it definitely depends. And it's, it, uh, especially if you are a kid who did not grow up in a household with a lot of means, 
you definitely knew a lot of a lot of the ripoff characters for sure because those were the ones that you got because they were cheaper. Well, not not only did you know the ripoff characters, but all of the kids that uh, that could afford the real characters made sure you knew they were ripoff characters. Oh, bunch of jerks! Exactly. Because well, yeah, kids, kids are, are assholes. Awful. I don't so remember being awful. like I wasn't like that as a kid. Kids are kids are the worst. I, I, I mean, remember, I was the worst when I was a kid. I yeah, absolutely. I I remember getting made fun of because I had the uh, the the Target uh, ripoff Adidas shoes, and so instead of having the three stripes down the side like normal Adidas had, I had four stripes down the side, and so I would get oh. made fun of for that. It's too many stripes. Yep. Yep, that's too, many. too many. What are you? It doesn't matter. I mean, it, they they kind of look like it, but they're not true Adidas. So, ha ha ha. We're I mean, fun of you, you. You may as well just put on a tracksuit, move to Russia, and start taking a bunch of pictures of you squatting in weird places. That's that's right. the only thing to do. <laughs> uh, actually, that sounds way more appealing than reliving, say, like my middle school years. I hated high school so bad. I, I thought high I, school was the worst shit on the planet. Yeah, I I did not particularly hate high school, especially once I hit 16, um, because then I was able to drive, and then I had a job, and I was you know able to go places and start spending my own money. But middle school was just the absolute worst, because it was... It, you know, not only are you stuck, you can't really go anywhere, you can't get a job, you know, you're not young enough to be cute anymore, but you're not old enough to, you know, garner any sort of respect. And my three years of middle school were involved me getting glasses, getting braces, and going through a very awkward growth spurt, going from the shortest kid in my class uh, I, because we, we would have competitions or I should say my classmates would have competitions to see whether me or this other kid, Tim was currently the shortest because as, as we would grow, we would, would alternate between oh, wow. the two of us. Um, but then, you know, eventually hitting that growth spurt and, you know, shooting up and all of a sudden nothing fitting and having these. Oh, just, oh, sure. It, you know, it didn't help that I was also, you know, one of the biggest nerds in the world, but. Oh, my know, God. I figured out who you guys are. You're not the old guys on the Muppets. You're the kids from the show Big Mouth. That is one I still I have not seen that. I've wanted to. It's been oh, my, my list, God. Everything haven't. you just said to me is one of the kids on there. You have to go see it, and you will know right away what I'm talking about. It is amazing. It'll change your life. I'll have to go. I'll have to watch. And Maya Rudolph is one of the. She does the hormone monster, monstrous. Oh my god. It's very irreverent. It's not for children unless you don't care what your kids see or exposed to. However, it'll bring you back to those days, and you'll realize we were not alone. Greg, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Um, I, I know Becky has made mention of it before, but I, I have not seen it yet. 
I've listened. Oh I've heard a couple of different podcasts where it's been plugged um, because there will be people on it that have done the voices and have been involved in some way, but have not um, made my way to it. I highly recommend it, and I also very highly recommend you watch Shit's Creek. Oh, Shit's Creek is that amazing. I have yes. <laughs> All the mm-hmm. way through to the finale. Did you watch? I've the... seen it all, and I keep, I've gone back and I've watched the first five seasons because the six wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. I've seen it like mm-hmm. three or four, or five times now, maybe because it makes me happy every time I watch it. Yep. Totally. You can't agree. be pissed off. It's such a good show, and yep, funny really as hell. It's. I want so to be good. adopted by the Rose family. I really do. I feel like I'm part of their family. Yeah, and what I love. Or one of the things that I love so much is that it builds on itself over the seasons. Like when you go back mm-hmm. and see where you know they started off, and then as you go through season by season and the building of all of mm-hmm. their relationships together, like that's one of the greatest parts of that show. Oh, I agree. Yeah. They yeah. grow as people, their characters develop, and it's just yeah, and it's just all great. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I can just I can just see Greg right now. I mean, we're not doing video, but I can just see him right now, just scowl faced. Like, I don't like things that make me happy. I can just see him. Not at all. <laughs> I'm like you. You remember that uh, that band from the '90s, uh, Garbage with Shirley oh, Manson? Oh yeah, yeah. They're that's great. Mm-hmm. That's that's me. That's I'm you. Just, that's me. I just I hate everything. What was her song? She had that song about like, only being happy when she's rain. miserable or something. Yeah. I'm only happy when it rains. I'm only I gotta, happy now, when it's complicated. Now I got to listen to more of that because well, I can't believe I, I can't remember it. Now. More Gwen Stefani than I was that chick back then. If I had to pick somebody from that era. Gwen Stefani was, she was cool up until she married uh, Gavin Rosdale. Oh, for sure. And it was just one of those, like, why? Why would you do that? Like, didn't he go to jail for punching a fan or something for getting too close to him? I don't know. I I can't remember what the drama was, but I I remember he was a douchebag back in the day. I'm sure. (sighs) Well, it was the hip thing to do, I suppose. Totally. Start beating up just paparazzi. Well, I mean, and then you get your Limp biscuit guys, you know. Oh, Fred Durst and, uh, was a saint. Don't you dare besperch his name. And uh, what's his Axel Rose? Axel Rose going to jail for beating on his wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, but the the one common thread... But between those that you've listed there, and you could probably throw Zach De La Roca in, in there as well, even though I'm not sure there was any domestic abuse there. But the thread among so many of those 90s uh, rock frontmen is that they were all fucking insane. <laughs> they they were absolutely insane. Uh, and I'm I am not proud to say that I have seen Limp Biscuit in concert. 
Um, I am even less proud to say that I have seen Limp Bizkit more than one time in concert. <laughs> Um, See, that's cooler than saying, saying you've seen Yanni, which I have. That's not cool at all. That, no, that one. Limp, Limp Biscuits like the Shangri-La compared Oof. to that. Uh, it, my only defense that I have is that I never went to go see Limp Biscuit as a headlining act. They were always there in support of somebody else that I was going to see. However, the last time that I saw them, which was probably at the time of this recording like 15 years ago or something like that but anyway the last time that i saw them was at roy wilkins auditorium and to end the show they they did faith which arguably you know the the irony is that limp biscuits probably only halfway decent song that they ever put out was a cover of another song but that aside, they ended the show with Faith, and how Fred Durst ended his portion of the show was by dropping his pants during the screaming portion of, of Faith at the end, if you go back and, and listen to how that song ends, and then with his pants dropped, and in nothing but his tidy whities up on stage, taking the microphone... And no less than about 27 times whacking the microphone straight up against his junk. And then tossing the microphone out into the crowd and walking off stage. Whoa. And that, that is my weird. last memory that I have of Fred Durst. Forever. That's, I, was, I was honestly expecting you to say, you know, he's standing up on stage in his tidy whities and then uh, takes a picture for Becky. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been sweet. Totally with backstage passes. Super backstage passes.